What's up, y'all? Welcome back if you're a returning listener or welcome if you're a new listener. My name is Christina Royster and I'm the host of Young Black and Opinionated. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. Last time I said that the episode was going to be short and it ended up being an hour long. <laughs> so I'm not even going to put a time frame on this episode. I definitely have a lot of pop culture news to round up and y'all know I can talk. So let's just get into it. Wow, y'all, we are creeping up to episode 150. This is episode 149. Wow, I should do something special. I really should. Maybe I should do another Instagram live. To be honest, I'll be scared, y'all. I know that y'all think I'm the most confident, fun, awesome person in the world, but honestly, I have the most self-doubt ever. Like, I don't think y'all understand. Um, My anxiety is very real. (laughs) So, I don't know. I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, That would be... November 18th. I don't know. I'm not even going to make any promises on this episode. Don't quote me. But yeah, 150. Wow, it's been quite a journey. And you know how I start every episode. We got to start with Put Y'all On. So today's Put Y'all On is just about local voting, y'all, because I honestly was slipping this year. I'm not going to lie to you. And I think a, a, a couple of my other peers were as well. We were supposed to be voting for our local election this year. The governor the sheriff, the assemblyman, the school board. And I honestly just dropped the ball. I just did what I did every year. I was like, all right, I'm gonna just vote for um, Phil Murphy because I like him or whatever. But I woke up this morning, it's the day after the election and Phil Murphy is like 61 votes behind the other guy. I don't want the other guy to win. I don't particularly want my state to flip red. (laughs) I would like Phil Murphy to win. By the time of this recording, I'm recording on Wednesday, November 3rd. By the time this episode comes out, we might not have Phil Murphy as a New Jersey governor. So um, let this be a lesson to y'all because 61 votes, that's 61 people who didn't vote. And, um, you know, I, I I was on the elliptical at the gym and I was watching, you know, I had to throw that in there. Y'all know I'll be getting my workout on. <laughs> and I was on the elliptical. I looked up at the TV at Planet Fitness and it said, the headline was literally, Democrats face a reckoning after misjudging the nation's mood. I said, damn, they might be right. <laughs> it was CNN because I just really thought like, everything's fine. Everything's dandy. We're all just going to vote for Phil Murphy again. I really didn't realize he had competition and it's not just him. The state of Virginia, I think, um, voted in the GOP candidate for governor. And I'm like, ooh, this ain't looking too good. This is giving very much Trump vibes. And um, they're saying that the Democrats are in trouble for the 2022 midterms. And if we're basing it off of this election, we just might be, y'all. So please remember, next year is 2022. That'll be two years since we voted Joe Biden in. And now I'm just afraid of who's going to run. Anybody. After the shit show we've had for the last like eight years, anybody could run. Not eight years. How long was Trump president? That four years felt like a long eight years. That four years felt like forever. Um, But yeah, when I read that headline, I was like, damn, we're going in reverse. And I think it's true. I think that, well, let's, no, 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 no. Let's be clear. I don't think black people ever misjudge the nation's mood just because we had some protests and, and, and the man went to jail for George Floyd, which by the way, did he, did he ever, we saw him 
uh, get charged, but I don't know if he got sentenced. Um, so I need to look that up and stop and close my mouth before I speak on things I don't know. But yeah, we're all like, okay, we got a little victory, but don't sleep. These Republicans are coming back with a vengeance. They're like, okay, that's cute. You got Biden, but we're coming back next year. And I really wouldn't be surprised if Trump tried to run again. He's already started his own social media platform. Just a mess. So on a positive note though, as far as the local voting, Eric Adams, a Democrat and former police captain, will be the second black mayor in New York City's history. So New York City voted an older black gentleman. Um, I just mentioned that because I looked at the TV and I was like, damn, he looks old. Like, he don't look young. But that's okay. He, he might have a young spirit. He said that um, he promised that he will reflect the needs of the working and middle class voters of color who delivered him the party's nomination and were vital to his general election coalition. So that's good, at least, that we have a more center-left Democrat in New York who had, you know, a decades-long career in the public eye, and he, you know, is focused on racial justice. So fingers crossed for that black man. I'm rooting for everybody black, honestly. You know how I do. I root for everybody black, but uh, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. So that is my put y'all on this week, just local voting. If you didn't make it out to the polls... It's okay. I'm judging you, but it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not judging you because honestly, I barely made it myself. And it really made me realize how hard they make it for people to vote. And I mean, over the past just year, there have been so many laws trying to restrict our voting law, our voting rights, y'all. So please get out there and vote. But I, I just mentioned that because I got a flat tire on Saturday and they didn't fix that jaw until Tuesday. So by Tuesday, I'm like, I don't even know if I can make it to the polls. I still don't have a car. And it just made me think, like, there's so many people out there who still don't get off work to vote, still don't have a ride to vote, and it's just a tragedy. So please, please, if you are able and eligible, please vote. In other news, the Atlanta Braves beat the Houston Astros 7-0 to in Game 6 of the World Series, and this will be their first World Series win in 26 years. So shout out to the Atlanta Braves. Um, I really don't know much else about baseball, so I just wanted to share that little tidbit that the Braves did win the World Series. Um, where I, I saw something about the World Series MVP was Jorge Soler. Is it Solaire or Soler? Solaire? I just said it the same way twice. <laughs> Solaire or Solur? Whatever. He looked of color, so I wanted to check him out. And, uh, cause you know, I just said I'm rooting for everybody black, but I don't think he's black. I think he's, um, Latino. But still, I'm rooting for everybody of color. He literally had a home run game. He hit three homers in this series. And he became the fourth Brave ever to hit three home runs in a World Series. So shout out to him. It's not a very long list of people who have done that. It's like Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, uh, and some other people. It's only like a handful of people. So shout out to him. But yeah, I don't know much else about sports, so I'm not going to take too much on that. But you want to hear about some real current events? You want to hear about how I made it to the J. Cole concert? Yeah, let me tell y'all. So remember last episode, I told y'all how 
Well, it wasn't last episode. A couple episodes ago, I told y'all how I had tickets to the J. Cole concert. Me and my friend got dressed up, pre-gamed, went to the concert. It was empty. We found out the concert got rescheduled from September 29th to October 27th. All right, so we finally made it to the concert. There was hella people there. Um, my first COVID concert, I it was it was exactly what I expected. Everybody was shoulder to shoulder. Everybody was standing around breathing on each other, shouting the lyrics, mask half on. Um, even I had my mask half on because I was eating some chickies and peats. And um, I don't know if it's always been this expensive, but chicken tenders and fries from chickies and peats at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia was $20 for some damn chicken tenders. So let that be another put y'all on. Y'all need to eat before y'all go to a concert. <laughs> But honestly, let me tell you how this happened. So me and my friend got there just in time and Moray was like just getting on stage. And you know, I'm not really a Moray fan. I don't really know him. I know one song. So let me take a sip of my coffee, by the way. Mm, mm, mm. It's not even coffee. Y'all know I only drink lattes. Um, so Moray was out there and I'm like, all right, I got time to get settled in my seat, eat my little chicken tenders or whatever. And... People were smoking that gas in there. I didn't realize people were smoking weed in the function. Um, I just had to point that out because I could have brought me a little something in there. I didn't realize that everybody was doing that. So lesson learned for next time. <laughs> but um, so Marais out there and I'm like, all right, this is taking a little while. Like, I just want to see J. Cole. But I figure it would be Murray, then 21 Savage, then J. Cole. So I'm like, let me go get a drink. I was, I was really ready to pay $15 for a beer. So as soon as I get to the bar, it's like a line. I'm like, all right, this is taking too long. And then I hear J. Cole. I just hear J. Cole hit the stage. I'm like, no 21 Savage, no opener. And my friend Brianna texted me like, J. Cole is out here right now. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so I was feeling a little slighted. I was like, we paid for, well, obviously I'm here to see J. Cole, but I'm like, we paid for two openers and J. Cole, and this concert is about to be an hour long because where's 21 Savage? So I was like, F it. J. Cole came out, did his thing, and then maybe I want to say towards the, he was like two-thirds done his set, I want to say 21 Savage came out. And I'm like, what the hell? You're just going to come in the middle of J. Cole's set? And even J. Cole was like, yeah, I don't, I can't believe you're here, man. I didn't know if you were going to make it. What? That is a very bad sign. And you probably should not tell the fans that. You you, you are the headliner and you didn't even know if your opener was going to show up? That's weird. I don't know what 21 Savage has going on. But I also felt like his performance was lackluster. Um, but what did you expect? I mean, I expected a little bit jumping around. I didn't expect any choreography. But he was just like, oh, actually, now that I think about it, he literally came out his mouth. 21 Savage came out his mouth and said, I'm tired. Or like, or, oh, I don't know how Cole does this. I'm tired. Nigga, you only did five songs. What are you tired from? I'm confused. A and you're late. So that put a bad taste in my mouth. But whatever. The whole concert, um, J. Cole came back out, finished his set, did some songs with uh, uh, J. Cole, with uh, 21 Savage and Murray. And, and the whole concert was good. But y'all, I realized I am old and I am tired. The concert started at 8, and we didn't get out of there until 11.30. My feet was hurting because I was wearing some Air Force Ones, um, and I was just tired. I was like, it, it is a Wednesday, and I've, I had a busy week. So, overall, the concert was good. Um, 
I, I, I'm J. Cole actually said, like, you know, I'm glad you guys all made it out here, Philly, because, you know, we rescheduled on y'all. Yeah, don't remind me, because that still pissed me off. But overall, it was a good concert, and I'm, I'm glad that Cole did a mix of new stuff. He, I think he did just about every song on Off Season, and then he did some old stuff. He took it all the way back to Sideline Story, so he'll always be one of my favorite rappers, and it, it was a great time. And I think Philly ended up being the last stop on his tour because of the schedule change. So shout out to J. Cole. Let's get into what to listen to since we're talking about J. Cole. The last episode I put out right before Wale's album dropped and I didn't get to talk about it. So yeah, Wale, Florin 2, um, this is his, what, wait a second. Wale released, I'm reading Rolling Stone, y'all. Wale released new album, Florin 2. It follows 2019. Okay, so his last album was in 2019. Wow, that's crazy. And that included the hit On Chill featuring Jeremiah. Remember that song? And now this is Florin 2. It's kind of like a mixtape vibe. Um, this mix, the Florin 1 came out in 2012. So it's been a little while. And so, you know, everybody, it, I feel like everybody kind of sleeps on Wale. I'm going to just say that. I'm going to just put that out there. I feel like Wale well, I had this conversation with my boyfriend because, you know, he's into music, which, by the way, if we're talking about what to listen to, Baby Boy is Stimulated by Brother Ash, dropping November 5th. So make sure you listen to that. Um, I'm just so proud of my man, y'all. Like, he put in so much work. Please listen to the album. Okay, so Wale. What I was going to say was, I was talking to Josh, and I was like, why is Wale so slept on? Like, this album is good as fuck. And Josh was like, well, he don't make music like Drake. And that's just it, honestly. Wale is true to himself. He even had a, uh, you know, a little go-go type DC beat on the album because he is from DC. And yeah, he doesn't make the little pop hits like Drake. He stays true to himself and he makes music for us, by us. And I fuck with it. I love it. Dearly Beloved featuring Jamie Foxx. That was a great one. I love Tiffany Nikes. Um, I love New Balances. Just, just a lot of good songs off this album. So please take a listen to Wale's for Lauren too. Um, but even though I'm saying that Wale is slept on, I don't like when he says it. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever an artist talks about being slept on, I feel like it's a little bitter. And he did mention it like three times on this album. And I'm like, okay, I know you're slept on. We know you're slept on. Though You don't have to tell us. Like Your real friend, fans are still here. And I think that um, we lose sight of that as artists, as creatives. Because even myself, sometimes I want to jump on social media and be like, y'all sleep on me. Y'all better get on the YBO bandwagon before I blow up, blah, blah, blah. But nobody wants to hear that. So I try to just stay humble and 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 not say that too much. But yeah, I still fuck with Wale. It was definitely a good album and it will definitely be on repeat, especially speaking of J. Cole. J. Cole was featured on the album, Poke It Out. That was one of the singles. Listen to that in the gym, y'all. That was a good song to listen to in the gym. And if you want some more workout tunes, or if you just want some fucking hard-ass bars, listen to Big Sean and Hit Boys EP, What You Expect. Um, I think it's a little six-track EP. Yes, it is only six tracks, and it features 42 Doug. Which, by the way, some of these rappers today, I can't tell who's who. They all sound the same to me. But when I was listening to the radio, I said to my boyfriend, is this 42 Doug? And he's like, yeah, it is. How'd you know that? And I'm like, wow, he actually has a distinct voice that I can remember. 
So that's good. If you have a unique sound that you can stand apart from other artists and you don't sound like everybody else. So anyways, Big Sean and Hit Boy joined forces for a, a collaborative EP and it's got uh, 42 Doug, Babyface Ray, Lil Dirk, and Bryson Tiller. Speaking of Bryson Tiller, my friend Bree put me on to the fact that Bryson Tiller dropped new music on SoundCloud. If you're a Bryson Tiller fan, check that out. But what I really wanted to say, besides the fact that what you expect is so damn good, it's only six songs, and I need more. I'm really a Big Sean fan. Um, I also wanted to share how Big Sean has left Kanye West's good music label. So somebody tweeted like, oh, no more good music for Big Sean. And he quote tweeted and replied, that's a forever brotherhood. But business wise, I had to start getting a bigger cut. I worked my way out that deal. Ooh, so yeah, I'm sure Kanye's probably not a great boss. Probably not a great music label head. The way he been acting. I'm just, I'm sorry, but the way he been acting. So fans did note that um, what you expect the EP was put out via Universal Music Def Jam. So I guess that's where he's going next, or maybe he's just testing the waters. Um, yeah, Kanye West went on his anti-label rant last year, and Big Sean was one of the artists who publicly welcomed West's claim that he planned to return the master recording rights and all the records released by Good Music to the artists who made them. Sean tweeted at the time, thank you, this would help so much. Um... Yeah. Oh, and then after that, Charlemagne claimed that Wes actually owed Big Sean $3 million. So yeah, I'm glad he got out of that. Good for you. Tell your story, King. Okay, get that coin and get the fuck out of good music. I'm sorry, but after Kanye, you know, after Donda and all the antics, I'm just like, same old Kanye. Whatever, this ain't about Kanye. This is about what to listen to right now. And even though I still be listening to Donda sometimes, I'm not gonna hold. Um... What to listen to right now? Did y'all hear Young Miami single, Rap Freaks? Let's talk about it. I posted a little reaction video on Instagram. Rap Freaks is essentially Young Miami's take on like Barbie Dreams by Nicki Minaj, if you ever heard that. It's kind of that vibe. Um, she basically named like all of these different industry rappers saying like she would fuck them or could fuck them. It's all fun. Young Miami did an interview and she was like, look, it's all fun and games. I'm just speaking lyrics. I never fuck these people. It's just, you know, something fun and don't take it too seriously. And uh, all I have to say about the song was, you know what it is. JT is still the better rapper out of the City Girls. It was a nice effort by Young Miami. It was cute. The video, honestly, I didn't listen to the single on streaming platforms. I listened to the, the song via the music video on YouTube and it was a hot video. She had the the red leather and the, she, it was like a dominatrix theme. She had the little black pasties on her nipples and it was a really hot video. Young Miami is very sexy, very good looking, but the music is just not quite there for me. Um, and so obviously when you're name dropping, she called out uh, 50 Cent, Megan Thee Stallion, Meek Mill, Baby, and Moneybag Yo. And for some reason, everybody was coming to Ari Fletcher looking for a reaction about uh, Young Miami's verse about Ari's boyfriend, Buddy Bag Yo. And I saw some hilarious memes about it, actually. But Ari ended up saying, she been called me about that song and I been heard it. So, like, that's it. That's done. Y'all are always trying to start some rap beef or, or just any beef, especially between two women. And she's like, there's no beef. 
I've already heard the song and I don't know if she particularly liked it, but she already heard it. And, and, and so I just need y'all to stop trying to stir the pot when there's nothing there. Like y'all fans, music fans and, and, and social media influencer fans, y'all really be die hard over these people. And I don't worship any idols. I only worship God. So y'all need to calm down, honestly. And Young Miami also said about the song, it's nothing personal. I named a bunch of guys who are on top. That's hot. That's popping. Nothing is personal. Nothing is literal. I'm just having fun. So there you have it with Young Miami single, Rap Freaks. I need to take a break and blow my nose, y'all. Excuse me. You can hear I'm a little stuffy. It is that cold season. And also, I want to remind y'all that Daylight Saving is coming up. I'm not looking forward to that. I hate when the time falls back and now it's pitch black when I get up to go to the gym at 6 a.m. And think about the kids on the corner waiting for the bus stop in the dark when the moon is still up. It's so sad. And um, speaking of that, I actually passed a bus stop today and I saw that they had LED traffic cones. Now, that is a good invention. We need more of that because I feel like our kids are just not safe out here. I know I'm going on a tangent. Hold on. I'm about to blow my nose and then we'll get back into it. All right, I'm back. And you know what? I just realized that this latte is probably not helping my sinuses because don't they say that dairy like fucks with your sinuses or something? I'm going to still take a sip though. <laughs> mm. It's so good, y'all. It is low fat. So give me a little credit. It is low fat. All right. Um... Speaking of what to listen to, Megan Thee Stallion has a mixtape out, something for the hotties. This was kind of long, to be honest. I, I'm not even going to hold you. I didn't even finish it because you ever just have like, what's the word? Like music fatigue. Like every song on there started to sound the same. It's 21 tracks, y'all. I'm sorry. It's, a, it's basically a mixtape of all of her freestyles as well as some unreleased, like never before released tracks. And um, she actually was like adding tracks up until the very last minute. And so the album was supposed to drop at midnight, but she didn't drop it till like 8 a.m. And um, it is good. You know, I love Megan. Megan really is one of the hottest female MCs out right now. Like compare Rap Freaks <laughs> to any song at all. On this mixtape, Megan is really winning out here. And I know this has just become like a Megan fan account at this point, but I really do love Megan Thee Stallion because I just relate to her a little bit more than the other girls out here. I don't relate to Young Miami. I don't relate to JT. I don't have a body like a Instagram model with surgery and, and, and implants and all that stuff. And I don't have Birkins and I don't, I don't drive Bentleys and Megan has that stuff too. But what I was trying to get at is Megan just seems more real to me, more down to earth, more natural. Of course, she, I think has a natural body. Everything looks natural to me. And I don't know. I just rather see that on TV. I rather see that on these brand deals. I rather no shades of other girls. Like I love sweetie. I love the city girls, maybe not musically, but you know, personality, love them. Um, I really do love all the female MCs coming up right now, but I just got to give it to Megan. I just feel like she is the realist. And um, I don't know if I ever told you guys on this show, but I completely binged the show Legendary on HBO Max. And it was essentially a competition show um, for the ballroom scene. And even though Megan didn't know much about the ballroom scene, they still had her be a judge. And by season two, she knew her shit and she respected the culture and 
she was just fun to watch. Like, I just love Megan. I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent here. But the reason I say that is because this week, Megan was the cover star for Glamour's Woman of the Year issue. She was named Glamour's Woman of the Year. And I think it's just so well-deserved. I told you the last episode, like, Megan has all these brand deals. She's donating. She's giving back. And she's one to watch, for sure. So I know I just sound like I just was all over Megan's dick, but... And honestly... She makes it cool to be hot and sexy and have a boyfriend. Like, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just all around fun. But as far as the mixtape, I did not finish it. It was 21 songs, y'all. And every song did kind of start to sound the same. So that's why I had to take a little break. I had a little fatigue. But I'll get back into it. You know, it's it's all love. Um, Now, let's get into Summer Walker. I promised you guys that I would talk about Summer Walker's new album dropping on Friday, November 5th. Um, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other new releases on the 5th, but nobody's jumping out at me right now. It's just all summer and summer released the track list. Now, remember, this is only summer's second studio album. And if you remember over it, that album really changed my life. That album came at a time where I needed it most and over it just had no skips over. It was great. And so Whatever I feel about Summer Walker personally, as far as her antics in the media or whatever, um, I'm gonna put that aside. I'm listening to Still Over It because I know it's gonna be a hit. Just look at the track list. Let's go down the track list. First of all, it starts out with Bitter, a narration by Cardi B. <laughs> right there with Cardi B's back and forth with Offset. We know what it is. This is gonna be a, a funny little intro track and I look forward to that. Um, we already talked about X for a Reason featuring JT. She's got a song called No Love with SZA. She's got a song called Unloyal with Ari Lennox. She's got a song with Lil Dirk called Toxic. You see where this is going? Bitter, No Love, Unloyal, Toxic. Yeah, she about to get in her bag with this one. She about to get in her busy bag. Yes. I actually just stole that lyric from Brother Ash. Sorry. He says biggity bag on his album. Um, she got a song with Pharrell, Omarion. I'm looking forward to the Omarion. I'm really looking forward to Omarion. I just feel like he really, he really is like the essential, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? The quintessential, he is the epitome of when they go low, we go high. Okay. Omarion, he's just awesome. <laughs> That's all I can say. He is the epitome of when they go low, we go high. Um, and then she closes out the album with Sierra's Prayer, a narration by Sierra. And we all know Sierra has been super in love with Russ and they're all in their Christian bag. So I'm sure she'll give the girls some self-love uh, IG captions in this narration, this outro to close out still over it. So we shall see. 20 songs again I'm sorry, but I do not have, I, I have a short attention span. I think they say that most humans have the attention span of a goldfish. So 20 songs is a lot for me. We gonna see. And y'all know I have to be in a certain mood to be in, to listen to R&B. You know, that's why I said with the, with the um, Megan mixtape, I had to take a break and, you know, kind of get a palate cleanser because it's just a lot. It's just a lot of licking on my pussy. Yeah, but the, but the, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> That sounded like City Girls, not Megan. I'm sorry, Megan. I wouldn't do that to you. But yeah, Summer Walker, 
featuring Sierra, Omarion, Ari Lennox, SZA, and Cardi B. I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of Cardi B, let's get into what to watch. Cardi B will be hosting the 2021 American Music Awards. So that's going to be happening on Sunday the 21st, I believe. Cardi B will be hosting. This is her debut hosting performance, y'all. This is her debut hosting gig. I don't think she's ever hosted an award show. So I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. I feel like she might be nervous. I feel like let's give her a little bit of grace. This is her first time because Cardi B is funny and Cardi B is entertaining. But can she really host a show? I'm not trying to doubt sis, but we gonna see. She is a five-time AMA winner in her own right. And she's also up for three more AMAs this year. So we're going to see her at the LA Microsoft Theater on November 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yeah, that's all I got. Well, no, that's not all I have about Cardi B. Because what, what I also want to say about Cardi B is recently she posted a picture of her new house on Instagram. Not, not the whole house, but she just showed us the foyer. Beautiful marble floors, two, um, you know, grand staircases meeting up at the top. And to the average person, you're like, damn, Cardi, you got it made, rich bitch. Okay. But her caption really hit home for me. And she was like, when I married Offset, we got a house in Atlanta because, you know, he's from Atlanta. And she said, and then I think they're trying to get a house in LA. But she said, I always wanted to get a house in my home city. I had to get a New York house. And she said, I wanted to have a place where my family could gather because, you know, she's, she's Hispanic. She got a big family. And family is very important to her. And she said, I also want to make sure that my kids never have to want for nothing, which between her money, offset money combined, they never will. But what she really said that stood out to me was she was like, this is just another goal on my list that I could cross off now, but I'm not done yet. She was like, I honestly be scared sometimes. Like I'm not doing enough or I'm not getting, what did she say? I need to read it because I'm not even doing it justice. Hold on. Let me just find it real quick. But long story short, it made me realize even our favorite celebrities get in their feelings and they get in their bag and they doubt themselves as well. And this is what she said. She said, now having a home in New York, I can have get togethers with my family all the time. I've accomplished so many things, yet I still feel far from all the goals I want to accomplish. That's crazy to me. When you think Cardi B has it made, when you think Cardi B could never want for anything in her life. She says she still feels far from the goal she wants to accomplish. And, you know, J. Cole kind of said something similar at the concert. He just was talking about how, like, sometimes when you get up there as a celebrity, you're still getting nervous. He said, because I'm about to sing a song that probably only 12 people in this room know. And it's an awesome feeling when everybody's singing along and knows your words, and then you try to do a new song or you try to do an old song and nobody knows the words. It's very humbling. <laughs> so it is reminding me that celebrities are humans too. You know, Cardi B has just become a pop culture phenomenon. I, I just am so, so happy to see the way she has blossomed and grown into her own. And so I don't really watch award shows anymore, but I will definitely be keeping an eye out for the reviews of how Cardi B does as the host of the 2021 AMAs. Now, let's close out with what to watch. Halloween just passed, but if you're still in the spooky mood, I just want to put y'all on to two scary movies I watched. The Ring. The Ring came out in 2002. It's an oldie, but a goodie. Um, yeah, just good shit. 
great scary movie. Um, and then I also watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watched the one from 2003 with a young Jessica Biel. And that was great. So those are two scary movies. If you want to watch some more spooky shit, if you're still in the mood, those are two scary movies that I recently watched and I would recommend. Um, now let's get into what I've watched recently, more recently. Not a whole lot. I haven't been watching too much. I've been mostly on Netflix. Um, well, I have been watching a lot, but what I will say is not a lot of new stuff. I only have three new things to share with y'all this week, I promise, and then I'm done. <laughs> so the, the first one, kind of in the scary realm, but it really wasn't too scary. It was called Oxygen on Netflix, and I'll just read you the synopsis. A woman wakes up in a cryogenic chamber with no recollection of how she got there and she must find a way out before running out of air. So this is essentially like waking up in a coffin. This woman woke up in a cryogenic chamber and she's, she assumes that she's in a fucking lab and she's like, what's going on? This is a great psychological thriller. It's also French. So I did have to watch it with the dubbing. I did watch it with the subtitles. I feel like I've really been getting into the French stuff on Netflix lately and I don't know, between this, Lupin, a couple years ago, you guys might remember, I talked about a movie on Netflix about a group of French friends who got together for a game night or whatever, but then it turned bad. They found out niggas was cheating on each other. So yeah, <laughs> the French movies have definitely kept my attention recently. So check out Oxygen on Netflix. Another Netflix show, you all have probably been watching this for years, but I'm just now getting hip on my block. My friends have been nagging me to watch this show and I just felt like I didn't have the time to start a new show, but I finally sat down and started it. I'm already on season three, I believe. Um, great show. Just a really good, feel good um, coming of age show about some teenagers, pe people of color, children of color. Let's talk about that. That's what makes it really good. They got black people, Latinx people. Um, I really can't think of one white person on the show, honestly. So yeah, really great coming of age high school show. Um, it gets serious. It does get serious. They are teenagers growing up in LA. So there is gang life and their parents can't pay the bills and one girl doesn't know her mom. Really great show. So check out on my block. I think this season, the fourth season is their final season. And I mean, what do you expect? Everybody's always like, oh, how could you guys cancel the show? What do you expect? They started the show as high school freshmen, these kids have grown up, especially after COVID. It's very interesting to watch the season after COVID and see like how much kids have grown up in just a year. These are real kids. They're like, I think they're only, what, 22? I don't know. I'm not about to look it up. But I was about to look it up, but I don't got time. I'm not going to hold y'all. But yeah, on my block, I'm really loving it. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody else loves it too. So yeah, check out on my block. And then speaking of coming coming of age show, I started to watch Colin in Black and White. And wow, I really have to unpack this and maybe I'll do a bonus episode. I'm not even gonna promise that either because I said bonus episode last time and I never got around to it. But Colin in Black and White is good so far. Um, I think it's like only six episodes. I think I'm halfway done. And it's essentially a... I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's not a documentary. It's a limited series that's scripted. There are scripted actors reading lines, but the real Colin Kaepernick is interweaved 
between scenes, kind of like documentary style, narrating it and also giving us a little black history lesson. Honestly, this would have been great if it came out around black history month because they went in, this is very blackity black. Um, right out, literally the first two minutes of the first episode, he compelled, he compared the NFL combine to slavery and how these boys are out there trying to show who can jump the highest, run the fastest, who's the strongest. They poking and prying at you, looking at your body physique. And that's exactly how slavery was. They lined black men up in chains and said, yeah, he looks like he has a good body for the field. He looks like he could be a good worker. And they literally sold us like cattle. And I'm not going to lie. That kind of is how the NFL is. So they get deep on this. Nick Offerman plays Rick Kaepernick. Um, and that nigga seemed racist. It, it, how can I put this? It's like microaggressions. That's even what Colin Kaepernick talks about. Like this show gets real and it goes through Colin's high school years and experiences that led him to become an activist. I honestly had no idea about this boy's upbringing. I've only known Colin Kaepernick since 2016 and after. Okay. I've only known NFL Kaepernick and, uh, Black Lives Matter movement Kaepernick kneeling on one knee Kaepernick. I had no idea about this boy's history. And the fact that he was adopted by two white parents, didn't really know his birth parents, grew up in a little affluent white town in California. I can see the struggle that he went through. I can see the pain that he went through. Your parents, your own white parents telling you to cut your hair. That was so hard. And what I wanted to say about this is this is exactly why I don't like white people adopting people of color. I'm sorry, but how? How are you going to raise a black boy? You don't even know where to get his hair done. You don't respect the music he listens to. You don't respect the culture. And I'm not saying every single situation is like this because there are some great mixed blended family situations out there but this one was not it and I don't know how Colin Kaepernick survived honestly well I did I do know assimilation it's called assimilation he assimilated to fit in um and I don't really know if his his parents really said this to him but in the show his white mom said resistance is futile resistance is futile like resistance is pointless well he sure showed them didn't he Colin Kaepernick he really is Black history. Colin Kaepernick has submitted his name in the black history books. And I just don't think this man gets enough credit. He was completely blackballed and still hasn't played football in years. And I'm happy that we got activist Colin, but I wish he didn't. I wish his career didn't end like that. It's really sad to me. And, um, you know, this was executive produced by Ava DuVernay and her array production company. Um, and obviously I told you Colin is in it. So it's all true. It's all true to himself. And I really enjoy it. Um, some parts are a little corny, you know, it's a little scripted, but overall I enjoy this show and learning more about him and everybody can use a black history lesson, honestly. So that's all I have to say about what to watch this week. All right, folks, that concludes another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening. Hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling generous, leave me a five-star rating and a review. I really appreciate that. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. If you just can't get enough of me, if you're really, really down with me, you can follow me as well. My social is Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E, on pretty much every platform. 
All right, talk soon for episode 150. I'll be back.